Hello, and welcome to our podcast, What Makes Them Tip? Innovations that change everything, where we hear from business leaders and entrepreneurs about the moment, insight, or inspiration that made everything possible, and ultimately push them over the tipping point. I'm Mike Strada, founder and CEO of Arcalea, where we inspire business change by introducing data science, formal analytics, and provide implementation from marketing. Moneyball for growth-oriented businesses, we say success is now a science. Stay with us, and at the end of the show, we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest-growing podcasts in the industry. And with that, let's get started. Hello and welcome back to What Makes Them Tip. I'm your host, Jeff Ford, and on this show, I have the privilege of talking to amazing people who are doing amazing things and truly innovating in their particular entrepreneurial space and hear their secrets to success. And today, we have got a passionate innovator with us, so please say hello to founder and president at DSM, Darren Magaro. How are you? Hey, Jeff. How are you? Nice to be here today. Thanks Good. For thanks for thanks for coming on the show. We really appreciate you spending some time. Absolutely. Well, Absolutely. as always, we do like to start off just learning a little bit about your business. So tell us what you all do over at DSM. Uh, we're a full service marketing firm. We're uh, going to be actually we're on the precipice of 14 years on February 7th. Wow. Started uh, started on a front porch with a laptop and some IKEA furniture, and <laughs> now we've built out a 6,600 square foot space. We have 14 people. And like I said, we've been around for 14 years and we've we got a great team, love what we do. Um, the team has tremendous passion for delivering results. I know that's kind of cliche in today's day and age, but um, what we do and how we've done it and with the people that we do it with, um, it's just a great story how we started and where we are today. Well, uh, yeah. So what kind, of co- what kind of clientele are you guys working with right now? Like who are some of the customers uh, that you're? Yeah, it, it kind of runs the gamut. Um, we really don't have, you know, we don't focus on one vertical. Um, that was done originally, one, because we literally started with zero clients. So I was just hustling my butt off trying to get clients. Sure. Um, but we have a full service creative team in house. And one of the big purposes of keeping it sort of our clients across the board is to keep our creative team engaged. Um, they like working on different projects. You know, before I started DSM, I worked at an agency um, that was primarily auto. And so the guy, you know, I, w- I would sit there with the creative guys and they'd be swapping out cars and it just got really old really quick. So that was part of the impetus for us to kind of focus on clients from universities to hospitals to uh, we have a, a national client that does discount prescription cards. Uh, we have a real estate development company. It, it really runs the gamut. Okay. Well, tell me, so that 14 years is a long time. Uh, take me back to that porch. I want to hear more about that. Tell me about the porch, the Ikea furniture and, and how this got started. It was Jerry Maguire without a goldfish. <laughs> um, I spent the first five years, I graduated Lehigh University uh, back in 2000, spent the first five years doing media buying for television at large agencies in Manhattan. Um, Got married in 05. Uh, I was working. My wife and I grew up in the suburbs in northern New Jersey. So it was like an hour and a half commute. It was like planes, trains, and automobiles every day. Mm. And I decided to come to this agency in Paramus, New Jersey. 
was there for about six months, realized that it wasn't for me. And um, my wife and mother-in-law were down in Florida on vacation. And I took a train back from DC into Newark, went to the office, said, I don't want to travel. That's the reason I came here to, to this place. And um, there was an Ikea right next door. I bought my laptop. I walked out of the office, went to Ikea, waited for my wife and mother-in-law to call on a Friday night, asking how my you know trip to DC was, my client meeting in DC. And I said, I'm starting my own agency. And my wife was like, oh, you know, like in a year, do you have a plan? And I'm like, nope, Monday. And that was it. That was February of 07. Um, did about a half a million in 07, just like literally cobbling things together with people that, you know, knew me from when I was a kid in the town I grew up in. I think they just felt bad for me. <laughs> and, uh, and here we are 14 years later with, you know, we built it up to a multi-million dollar agency and, um, we like to coin ourselves an enclave for New York city expats, um, that, you know, really we value work-life balance. And I think that's the beauty of what we've done. You know, we're not trying to compete with the big New York city agencies. Um, but there's a lot of business to go around within a hundred miles of where we live. And that's, you know, what we specialize in and we just drive results for our clients. That's what we're judged on. That's what we're held accountable to. And, and that's what our team excels at. So tell them, tell me about those early years then when you were uh, kind of hustling to get those, to get those clients, what, what, what would you say motivated you during that time as far as like how to keep going so that, you know, I mean, obviously it, something worked because you've been doing this for 14 years. Um, I had an amazing wife who they have a family business. They're in, you know, they're like 117 years old. She was fantastic. Um, really helped support me through the, you know, the first three to five years of the company. Um, fear and a humongous chip on my shoulder that people thought I wasn't going to make it. Um, you know, we were, we've always been the bad news bears. We've always kind of been the little guy. And, uh, especially in those early years, I, I've much, <laughs> I've matured a little bit. Um, I don't, I don't carry a chip the size of Arizona on my shoulder anymore. Um, but really at the beginning it was, it was a fear of, you know, like I was, I wanted to do it. I wanted to do it on my own. I wanted to, you know, prove that, you know, the small group of us at the beginning, it was three of us. I wanted to prove that we could do it. And a lot of the projects that came on early on were just that they were projects. They said, if you can do this, here's something, we'll give it to you. You can do it and do it. Well, we'll give you the next thing. And that's kind of how we built it up. And, um, we just had to prove ourselves over and over and over again. That's fantastic. So no company is successful for 14 years, uh, by accident. So tell us some of the ways that you guys have in innovated in your space to kind of make a difference. And, uh, it, yeah, it really started like seven years ago. So when we started the agency, it was, it was more a traditional agency. So it was print radio television. We had a creative, um, that, you know, was there. Um, we, you know, we worked together. It was, it was a synergy of a creative looking for an account guy and an account guy looking for a creative. And then through, you know, I like to call it, you know, just sort of magic. It just kind of people started falling into place and relationships. I'm a big relationship guy. So, um, one of the women who's been, you know, at the agency, her name is Christine been there for 11 and a half, 12 years now. 
we were on the board of a, an animal shelter together and she happened to get, you know, in 08 happened to get her cut, her pay cut at her agency and came on with us and it was serendipitous. Um, but really how, how we do it is there, there's no secret sauce to what we do. Um, it's the fact that we take pride in doing it really well. Um, I don't care who you are. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge Packer fan and obviously this weekend was horrendous. I wish Tom Brady would just go retire and like go hang out with Giselle in Antarctica at this point. Um, but you know, you see Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, and I, I liken it to this because you can't be good at something without hard work. And I think it's that it, it's, you know, people are like, well, how do you deliver these results? Well, we have our team studying uh, like a lot of different digital marketing platforms, a lot of free research. We have interns that come in, you know, they're like, wow, we learned more in the summer than we did in three years of college. Um, I, I don't feel like there's anything innovative. We did take the leap seven years ago to add um, a digital arm to the agency and be less traditional. And that's really, you know, the writing was kind of on the wall back in 2012. Sorry about that. Um, but that was, that was really it. it. It's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of training. It's a lot of passion for what we do. Um, and it's the people. I, I think the chemistry of a team is super important. And over the 14 years, we've learned what I think the secret is that we've learned more about what we don't want to be than what we actually do want to be. And that's what helps us become what we have become. Um, but really, a, a lot of it is about the people. And that's where the success has happened. Um, you know, the innovation, there's a lot of digital marketing tools that we use. We pay for a lot of software. Our team has access to a lot of tools that allow them to dig deeper, provide the, you know, rubber meets the road analytics that, you know, give us proof and validity to what we do. Um, but at the end of the day, I think it's a lot about chemistry. It's a lot about creating a family. That's what we've done. Um, and it's paid off over time. I hear that a, a lot. In a lot of these interviews, people have, have brought that up, that it's, it takes the, the right people in the right place. Uh, mm -hmm. It sounds like it, it, it's, it's a, becoming a familiar mantra, I think, on this show, uh, that, that uh, finding the right people is part of innovation, I think, and because they're the ones who are going to think outside the box. And it sounds like you guys have, do, have done that. What, what, is the, what do you think is the key to finding the right people? How have you, how have you found some of the people that you're working with? Uh, some of it's been serendipitous, uh, others, like I said, we've created a place where I'll give you an example. Our COO came on about three and a half years ago and she came from Condé Nast and worked in big agency world at Dentsu in New York and things like that. And I've always been a big proponent, you know, as we were building the company up about creating a family like atmosphere, not in the sense of, you know, I mean, we're 14 people, you know, we were around not in 2020 because of COVID, but uh, we're usually around each other a lot. Uh, we work together closely. And I think that, you know, when she, when, when Zinka first came on, she's like, please stop saying that. Like I come from corporate, like it's not about that. And over the last three and a half years, she's gotten to a place where she's like, now I understand what you're saying about family. And it, yes, it's about creating a culture that, is great in the office, but I also think it's just as important 
you know, we, we have people now, you know, I started this when I was 30, I'm, I'm going to be 44 next month. Um, and I, I think the biggest thing has given people a platform to see that what we do in the office extends to their families as well. It, it extends outside the office. And again, it's a little bit easier for us because we're, you know, we're not a big team. Um, but I think that plays a very important role to the cohesion that happens in the office because people know, and, and another big part of it, and this is just me as a, you know, as the person who is the, the leader of the company, because my initials are on the door. Um, people know that if something goes pear shaped, like I'll jump on the grenade, you know, like we've had clients in the past that have, you know, might not have treated somebody fairly. And, you know, it's, if your people know that you got their back, they're willing to go the extra mile. And I, I've seen that and I've witnessed that time and time again over the last, you know, 14 years. Wow. That's good advice for, for the leaders to, yeah. to be able to go to bat for their team. I know that's something that's always been important for me with yeah. the people that I've worked for in the past too. So that's fantastic. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more then about uh, that process. Uh, what would you say? Because you know we always talk about on this show what was the tipping point? Where what was the tipping point for you guys? Do you think that kind of puts you on the road to success here? Uh, the, really, the last two years, the last three years. I mean, when we switched to digital from a financial standpoint, it really transformed the agency. We were able to double the agency like in a year, um, which was great. With that though came exponential growth, you know, both you know financially and personnel-wise with human capital. You know, we grew from like in a two-year period from like six to twenty-two people. And when we moved into our new office three and a half years ago, we moved in with twenty-two people. And I have a photo because we basically like tore the it was like torn down from the studs. There's only three people left from that photo. So we've literally rebuilt the agency in three and a half years. And I think the tipping point for us over the last call it two years um, has been understanding the team dynamic. So we could always do the work. We always had really awesome talent, um, but understanding the dynamic and how much of a role that team dynamic played into the success of it. Um, you know, the, the overturn of, of people came at a time when you know we built the agency up with a lot of interns so for a lot of them it was their first job two three years in it was time for them to move on others you know um you know i, I bought out a few partners um there's been people that have come and gone and you know it's only now over the last two years that we've been able to really be a a real cohesive unit and it and it and it really does like it starts at the top so I have myself and my CFO and my C, uh, my CFO and my COO, and the three of us work together. But it really trickles down, and from the bottom up, it trickles up. So we have a we have a mantra at DSM like best answer wins. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you're me or you're an intern. Like everybody's got a voice. Everybody's got to say. It might not be right, um, and and I, I think the other part of it that's super important. So best answer wins is important from the bottom up, from the top down. My people know, like, they can come to me whenever. I might have, I, I might not have all the answers, like, and I'm okay with that. That it used to when I was young, when I was like 30, 32, that bothered me because I tried to be everything to everybody, 
And I tried to be the smartest person in the room. And now understanding that I'm not the smartest person in the room and like, that's cool. Like I've kind of grown into my skin a little bit. Um, you know, that's the other part of it that we're all learning this together. And, you know, if no other year taught us that, you know, mantra 2020 did a great job of it because everything we thought we knew, we didn't know. And everything we kind of didn't know, um, you know, we were down a little bit, but it, everything fell into place and we did a lot of great work and we controlled what we could and let all the other pieces kind of fall into place, knowing that we couldn't control everything. So, so let's, let's touch on that a little bit. Cause obviously that's, it's hard to ignore. I don't like to make every episode about, uh, 2020, but somebody usually brings it up. Uh, just, can you share a little bit about what that, that year was like for you guys and maybe some of the things, uh, you know, that kind of, you know, you guys had to do differently in order to continue being successful. Yeah. Um, so we had the fortunate or unfortunate 2019, um, was a pretty tumultuous year for the agency. We grew, we doubled the size of the agency, but in the process, you know, um, buying out a partner, things like that. So it was pretty tumultuous, uh, which actually led to 2020 being, it gave us kind of a springboard and prepared us for 2020. So 2020 was actually less tumultuous than 2019 um, from a personal and professional standpoint. Mm-hmm. That being said, um, it kind of gave us a springboard. So really we were prepared from a, um, uh, <laughs> what's the word? We, we were prepared when it came to like our demeanors it was just a matter of putting the pieces into place and taking it step by step. And I think 2019 really was a good teacher for 2020. Um, 2020 for us, you know, like I said, we were down uh, a little bit, uh, you know, single digits on the, on the top line, but we were actually up on our mid and bottom line. And that was all due to the fact that we put a lot of pieces into place, become more efficient, to get more engagement with the entire team about what's working and what's not working. And again, everybody was rowing the boat in the same direction. So 2020 for us, while there was a lot of changes, it wasn't like catastrophic. You know, it wasn't like there weren't these incredible highs and lows. It was just kind of like, all right, let's take what we need to take on this week. We'll get through that. And then let's worry about next week, next week. Um, and you know, we were lucky. We, we had, um, we have a great bank. We had our PPP money come in uh, very quickly. We didn't have to furlough anybody. We didn't have to lay anybody off. We had the entire team in place. And for us as a digital marketing agency, like literally the hardest thing to do was get like our creatives big max out of the, out of the <laughs> machine, you know, like out of the office. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were up and running in like a day. So 2020 for us, I, I hate to be uh I hate to not have like this crazy catastrophic story, but for us, it was just kind of like, what's the next challenge? Yeah. Well, I think that's, that's, that's very interesting that you mentioned like the year before was actually maybe more tumultuous. How important do you think it is to, to have those kind of years? It seems like everybody's got a, a story in their business where, you know, things just didn't go right this year. And, and you know, but obviously uh, you learn from those, uh, how important are those kind of years to, to be able to learn from? Um, it was the hardest and most rewarding at the same time year of my life. 
Mm. Uh, it was the most stressful. It was, you know, it, it showcased in me again, I pride myself, you know, I was a football player, a baseball player. I played rugby in college. I, 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 you know, I'm a pretty tough guy. As I'm getting older, I'm not as tough. Everything hurts when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> but like, I pride myself on on being a pretty tough dude. And what it showed me was that there are two things. One, I have a lot of vulnerabilities that now um, I'm not ashamed of showing anymore. Um, I embrace them, and I actually. Uh, it it helps me in terms of mentoring younger folks, which is uh, something that it really showcased to me that I needed to do. Um, I was blessed with great mentors, and they took me under their wing on the on their ride. And you know, one of my mentors um, knew me since I was three, since my parents moved, you know, growing up to where I lived, um, passed away suddenly in uh, in August. And it just showed me how important it was to take what, you know, this gentleman, Kenny had showed me and to pass it on to the next generation. Um, but having those years, it, it taught me a lot about it's okay to be vulnerable uh, and it's okay to take it on the chin because ultimately it made me a better leader um, and made me um, understand that I could control, again, getting back to that theme, I could control what I could control, but I, I can't control everything. And yeah. it really helped train me to be prepared for what was to come in, in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. What, uh, what does the future look like for you guys? What do you guys got coming up the pike? <sighs> I, I can tell you, I thought it was kind of hilarious. Cause I feel like, um, I, everybody came out of the woodwork in like November and December. Usually it's kind of dead the second half of December and the beginning of January with the holiday hangover. Um, I feel like everybody forgot there was going to be a 2021. Like, yeah, like we have a ton of business in the pipeline. I was on a call right before I got on with you, um, with a pretty big company, you know, prepping to hopefully close business this week. Um, but we have a lot in the pipeline. Um, we've really ramped up our efforts on content production coming out of the agency. And we really, across the board, it's not just me, you know, doing these types of things. Um, I created my, it, it, the loss of my mentor back in August, coupled with the fact that um, October 16th, it was very close together, was the 25th anniversary of my dad's passing when I was 18. Mm. And I started a, a series on, on social just called homage. Like it'd been rattling around in my head. I had a, a, a buddy down in Miami who works for the heat who just posted something on LinkedIn. And I was like, that's the impetus that I need to get this going. And we're, we're four episodes in and it's really choosing people in my life that helped me, um, gave me advice, took me alongside them, helped me do it. And it's kind of my tribute to them um, just as a thank you. And so, um, you know, it started with my mom and I had a, one of my buddy's dads who was a childhood coach and, um, a buddy of mine who's a chef and, and another guy who's kind of next in line as my mentor. I've known him for about seven years, but it's really taught me the importance of we're all in this together. Um, and that's kind of my mission. You know, obviously my, my mission right now, my short-term mission is to lead this company and, you know, 
we were down a few points last year. We'll, we'll make it up this year. And if anything, if first quarter, if our pipeline in first quarter is telling me anything, it's telling me that everybody who held back, you know, once the vaccine hopefully gets distributed and we're able to kind of get back to life as normal, um, you know, I, I think it'll be a good year. And certainly going forward, um, we just want to continue to get better, add good people. Um, you know, I never wanted this to be, you know, a hundred million dollar company and sell it. That wasn't the goal. Um, a lot of the people that we work with are, you know, we still have legacy clients that are my best friends, you know, 40 year old men's clothing store, you know, around the corner from us. Um, the goal is to keep getting better, keep adding good people, keep continuing, um, trust the process. Yeah. I don't know how else to say it. No, that's all. That's, that's some inspiring stuff. It's so important. I think to remind people that they, uh, that they need to seek out mentors like that. It's something, it sounds like it was very important in your success. Uh, I, I, I think everybody I've talked to has mentioned that in some way, shape or form that mentors have done that. And I, uh, you know, it's something you can't always do on your, on your own, right? You need somebody to lean on or to rely on and get some of that advice. And we appreciate you sharing that advice here today. That's what this show is about. Trying to get that, uh, 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 information out there into people who are trying to get to the next level like you are. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's no substitute for a good mentor, like in your life, right? There's nothing in, in my humble opinion. And again, this is my opinion. There is nothing that has been more powerful than the guidance and advice that my dad, you know, a guy like Kenny, um, every time I came up against something in my life, you know, like when my dad, I was six weeks into my freshman year of college. Kenny stepped in, you know, he knew me since I was three growing up. And I was like, yeah, you know what? After my freshman year, I was at University of New Hampshire. I'm like, I don't want to go back to college. He's like, yeah, I got you. Great. And he had a very successful career at Viacom. He worked, you know, built out, you know, their real estate all over the world. So I'm going to get you a job as a laborer in your, in for a construction company in Manhattan. You're going to get a union card. You're going to be making bank as a 19 year old. What he didn't tell me was that I was going to be hanging up in the rafters, putting up fire retardant for 12 hours a day, 16 feet in the air from a harness. Mm. And that lasted all of one semester. And I enrolled back in college <laughs> and then ended up ultimately graduating from Lehigh. Um, but those are the types of things where when you think you know it all, mm. you know, and I, I can remember it like it was yesterday. There's a restaurant that he would take, we would go to dinner you know, once every few months. And, uh, before we sat down, he's like, so how's everything going with the construction gig? You know, you're making a lot of money, doing good, paying off your student loans. I'm like, before we get into this conversation, I'm just going to let you know, I've already enrolled in Ramapo college. I'm good to go. <laughs> I got it. I'm not doing construction. He's like, that's exactly what I wanted to hear. That was, that's uh, that was all that had to be said. That's a great story. It sounds like Kenny is, is definitely a valuable, uh, person to have in your life. Yeah. Um, I appreciate you sharing that with us. Uh, mm -hmm. Before we go, I do want to give you a chance to tell um, tell folks how they can find you guys and uh, what, you know on the internet, mm -hmm. and then also to brag on your team a little bit. I know that's that's something that you like to do. So yeah. um, you can find us at thedsmgroup.com. Uh, it's our website, and you can find us on Instagram, on LinkedIn. Um, 
our company page, my personal page, Instagram, Facebook, we're Twitter, we're in, you know, all the, the, the usual suspects, um, you know, check out, uh, on my personal page, like I said, this, this project, if you're young and looking for the under, looking for the understanding of how important a mentor is, you know, check out the four episodes that I, I put up, um, not for the purpose of checking them out, but really the stories that these people are telling, um, how important it was to me. And it really is a reflection for me. Um, if I leave your audience with one thing today, it's if you're young, even if you're old, because I still have mentors today and I'm <laughs> successful, I guess, by the standard of, you know, what we think if, you know, if an entrepreneur, like if you made it three years, you made it like it never ends. Mm-hmm. It never ends. The learning never ends. Um, to my team, um, this whole dream, this whole little project uh, is all about you guys. Um, it wouldn't exist without the people that we have at the agency. It wouldn't exist without um, the passion you guys have for improvement, for you know, just just doing, just being accountable to the people that are paying our paychecks. Um, I, I think very often in today's day and age that that buzzword you know and i again it's it's a buzzword uh, accountability is lacking in a lot of organizations and it's not just small businesses it goes up to some of the biggest companies in the world um accountability is super important and when you have a team like we do that sort of eats breathes sleeps what we do every day mm-hmm. um everybody's a utility knife so everybody knows, you know, like I was on Slack with our strategy director last night at like 930 at night. It's just, it is what it is. Um, but the fact that we can have that discourse and have that engagement and, you know, I'm a firm believer in work-life balance. Like I try not to bother people on the weekends or late at night or early in the morning. You know, everybody's got their own situation. Um, it's a, it's reciprocal. Like they know I've got their back and, and hopefully they've got mine and and that's where the that's where the magic happens so um i i appreciate the time today and uh i just i love the fact you know what you guys are doing and um being able to do this and being able to have other people's lives uh, if you're thinking about starting your own business to me there's nothing more rewarding than having somebody's life and livelihood like their family under your care um, I, th- I think it's the ultimate, um, it's the ultimate accomplishment if you're an entrepreneur. It's pretty cool. Wow. Darren, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing all that. Some, su- some really inspirational stuff. And I just can't, I really appreciate that you've taken the time to be with us here today Absolutely. out of your busy schedule. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. Um, appreciate the time and, and the platform. And, uh, if I can be of help to anybody, Uh, Like I said, feel free to reach out on, on LinkedIn. Um, You know, just, just be human about it. I I can't stand getting sold things on LinkedIn. So (laughs) it's way, way overdone these days, but um, you know, I'm always happy to be in here. And, you know, to me, a question is free, a question and answer is free. And I think that's been a powerful part of my journey um, because people, gave time to me to, to answer questions that I had. So 
you know, feel free to reach out. If I can help you, happy to do so. Awesome. Thanks so much. And thank you guys for listening once again to What Makes Them Tip, innovations that changed everything. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to our show, What Makes Them Tip, innovations that changed everything. If you're an entrepreneurial leader and you'd like to share the inspiration that changed everything in your business or venture, please visit arkalea.com slash guest and a small request. If you've liked this interview, please help us out by sharing this episode with a friend or on social with the hashtag Arkalea. You can also help us out right now by providing a review in your podcast player and a thumbs up or rating review would help a ton. We promise to read every word and it helps us improve a little bit each day. And while you're at it, please also subscribe because every week you're going to be inspired and learn from other leaders in bite-sized increments. Again, my name is Mike Strada. Let's connect either on social or stay up to date on all things business at arcalea.com. Thanks again for listening and thank you for being part of the over 99% of America's firms that make up the entrepreneurial community. Until next time.